something that I've noticed in my 24 years on this planet is that I have never seen a tampon laying astray as litter in the middle of the road. There's a lot of different types of litter that I've seen. Never once has it ever been a tampon. And do I think that it's because women are cleaner than men? Not necessarily. I think it's literally just because tampons are actually gold and they're so expensive and there cannot be a single one that goes to waste. There cannot be a single one. And maybe that's just through my own experiences that I've never seen a loose tampon laying on the streets like a tumbleweed. But I genuinely cannot think of a time that I've ever seen a littered tampon. But anyways, that is kind of my thoughts before beginning this week's episode. So this week, I want to talk about writing and how I got into writing and how I use writing as a form of therapy. Where I kind of want to begin with this is that, I don't know, when I was in first grade, maybe, my Nana helped raise my brothers and I, and we would always go on these... I don't know, like we would spend the day with our Nana and do stuff with our Nana. It normally consisted of like going to McDonald's and going to the park and playing or something along those lines. And then afterwards, we would come back and recount the day in our journal. And I wish that I had my older versions of my journals and maybe I'll have my mom go in my room and send a picture of one of my first journal entries so that we can kind of get a glimpse into what we're looking into. But I vividly remember having a day and my Nana would allow me to write in my journal and by writing my journal, she would let me scribble on the page some silly little drawings that depicted what we did in that day and then she would write what I tell her to write. That's kind of how I journaled for, I don't know, before I learned how to write and before I learned how to make sentences and things like that. I would say second grade is where I vividly remember writing my own journal entries. I don't know, and maybe kindergarten is when this actually started. I'm not sure the actual dates. I vividly remember writing in my journal in second grade about my second grade substitute teacher and how I thought her glasses were ugly and things like that. Things that did not matter. But I was journaling pretty much religiously all throughout elementary school. And then in the middle school, I remember very, very clearly back when it was in the times of receiving forward messages. So like forward, 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 send to five of your best friends or a murderer will be at the end of your bed at midnight, ready to chop off your head. Or forward, 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 send to your crush and blah, 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 blah. So I had the biggest crush on this guy in middle school and he was a year above me and we had Our families had gone on vacation with each other and I received a forward text from him and I remember writing verbatim the entire forward text in my diary and trying to analyze what all of it meant if he actually had a crush on me because it was like forward, 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 send to five people who you like, I think are cute or something like that. Something really dumb. 
obviously like wasn't gonna happen but it was just like fun to receive the forward text where it had like five million forwards in front of it and I hope other people know what I'm talking about and can remember back to the time when that was like really cool and really popular kids would send all the forward messages I'm not really sure who created them and maybe that will be exposed to me when I release this episode and people are come to me and say that they were the ones that actually drafted those forward messages. Um, But anyways, so, and I also kind of remember going back and editing the forward messages and adding a few more forwards in there because for whatever reason, I wanted it to look like it had gone around a lot more and then gotten to me. I don't know. Like the more forwards, the better in my opinion. Anyways, um, so I received this forward text from the guy that I had a crush on, and I'm writing the entire thing in my diary, psychoanalyzing it, and that's kind of what my middle school experience was about. I was going in and writing into my journal about stupid little things like that. And then somewhere in my middle school era, we read the diary of Anne Frank, And for whatever reason, and for those of you that don't know what the diary of Anne Frank is or how her journal entries are actually written, Anne Frank was alive during the Holocaust and she journaled about her time in hiding during the Holocaust. Because she didn't have any outside friendships, she used her journal as a source of friendship or camaraderie outside of her current situation and so she would write letters to this person named kitty and kitty would occasionally write back as a friend or pen pal does and so this journal served as Anne's pen pal during that time and her confidant to share things that were going on because you know when you're friends with people you don't and you're spending all of your time with them you typically don't voice all of your frustrations that's going on you find a different friend group and you voice your opinions to that friend group so or for instance like if you're having a difficult time with your family you talk to your friends about it but if you're having a different time difficult time with your friends you talk to your family about it things like that you don't typically voice like fresh small frustrations that don't really matter and aren't going to amount to anything to the group that you're always around or always with and so That's what Anne started doing largely in this book. And I'm sure I don't need to recount all of this, but at the same time, I feel like it's important to do so just to structure what I was thinking about it, being a 10-year-old girl reading the diary of Anne Frank and thinking about how it could possibly relate to my life, being that Anne Frank and I were about the same age when she wrote to this journal. And so I was going through a pretty turbulent period of my life. Um trying to really find what my identity was and who I wanted to spend time with. And in doing that, I was losing a lot of friends and I couldn't feel like I trusted many people. And there were things that I wanted to share with people that I didn't necessarily want to tell my brothers or my dad about and that I didn't feel safe enough to tell a friend about. And so I decided that I was going to name my journal Lily. And I was going to write letters to Lily and tell Lily about how I felt about certain things, specifically boys, normally boys. And Lily would occasionally write back and give me some advice on how to deal with the situation. And that's kind of how I got started with where my present day journal is. And I journal in a lot of different capacities, but primarily my journal entries are addressed to Lily. 
And I write to Lily about a plethora of things. I let her know about how I'm feeling about certain things. I kind of talk to her like I'm talking to a friend. And for whatever reason, it makes writing a lot easier because it's not like I'm trying to document everything that's happening. It's a lot easier to have a conversation with a friend than it is to take notes for yourself because for whatever reason, that seems, I don't know, difficult for me. And so being able to write to Lily and let Lily know what was happening became extremely monumental in my diarying and my journaling and in turn then in my self-therapy or my self-reflection rather. And now when I journal, it is more than just me writing to Lily and explaining to her about what my situation is like, what's going on in my life. I also use my time replying as Lily to myself about situations. So for instance, I went through a really difficult breakup my senior year of college and my ex and I had been dating for pretty much my entire college career and I was thinking that it was time to break up and I was kind of weighing the pros and cons, writing it in my diary to Lily and expressing to her how I was feeling, how I didn't feel satisfied in the relationship and how I was really nervous about what it was going to look like, what the relationship was going to look like after we graduated college and kind of voiced all of that to Lily. Then when I was replying as Lily, I took a step outside of myself and started addressing my initial entry to Lily as if it was me giving advice to another friend. So removing myself from the situation and pretending that this wasn't my breakup that I was evaluating, that this wasn't my ex-boyfriend, that this wasn't me, that this was my friend that I was giving advice to. And I was able to remove myself from the situation and look at it completely different and give myself advice that I knew that I would take and I knew was best for me. And although it took a little bit of time in order for me to accept, it is ultimately what I ended up doing with my relationship. I ended up ending my relationship and doing it in a way that I was proud of and that I wasn't going to feel guilty about doing and that I knew I was making the right decision because of the feedback that I gave myself and being able to go back and read and see, okay, this is how I'm assessing this situation. This is how I'm taking a look at it. This is how I'm getting a new perspective on it. And that to me was, has been my saving grace in a variety of situations. And I'm a big fan of pros and cons lists. And I think that this is kind of similar to the pros and cons list. And it's, if anything, one step further than a pros and cons list is after you make that initial decision to do something, it's, trying to figure out when to do it. So, um, and one of my favorite quotes that I've ever read is, we often know that we have to do something, but it's deciding when we need to do it. And that to me was also hand in hand with how to do something. So knowing that I needed to break up with my ex-boyfriend and knowing that I needed to move on from that situation, but how and when, I didn't necessarily know how to do. But if a friend of mine were to come to me and ask me how they should go about breaking up with their boyfriend because they felt X, Y, and Z, I would be able to give them a plethora of options in order to 
make sure that they were comforted, that they made sure they were making the best decision for themselves and that they were keeping a healthy relationship with their ex-boyfriend should that be the instance. And that was the instance for me. Allowing for my journal writing to help guide that and help guide a lot of the decisions that I've made and help come to conclusions that I didn't know I was capable of coming to to myself. And additionally, this worked in a lot of other capacities as well. Deciding that I needed to leave my past job, deciding how to leave my former job, deciding when I was going to leave my former job. So really circling back to that how and when, like, how am I going to do this? When am I going to do it? And holding true to that. And then journaling progress updates after that, being like, dear Lily, this is how I'm feeling today. And it's so hard today. And I know that things are going to get better soon. And just putting pen to paper about emotions is very therapeutic. And I think is not done frequently enough because I know a lot of people keep their diaries, I guess, in their notes app. I never got on board with that. And maybe that is therapeutic for some people. But for me, the art of actually sitting down and writing has been unmatched in any sort of capacity because it's your journal. It's in one spot and you know no one's going to see it. And I know that you can say the same thing about a notes page or a notes message, but it's just the fact that like pen on paper, that's it. Should that pen and paper get lost, you'll never retrieve that. You're never going to see those ever again. And there's something kind of beautiful about that to me. And I really appreciate the form of writing as an art. And I think that that's largely in part why I take so well or so strongly to writing and how I really got into journaling. But overall, I think that having a pen pal, if you will, inspired by somebody else, sure, but having that pen pal to write to helps guide your writing and helps give you a sense of purpose of what to write because it's more guided at not necessarily a conversation that you're looking to have to somebody, but kind of providing that framework of conversation. Because oftentimes I hear people say that they don't know how to journal or they can't journal, but I talk to them in person just fine and I communicate with them just fine, but they don't know how to journal. So I think it's just figuring out what works best for you. And I know that a lot of journaling seems to be prompts and it can be. There's a lot of self-help books that are actually journals. And those are some best-selling books, to be honest, which is kind of funny to me because it's actually the lack of a book. You're actually providing the book. You're just not coming up with the prompts yourself. But anyways, that's beside the point. There's a lot of journals that help navigate your thought process. But for me, that kind of felt, and I know that this is going to be kind of harsh, but it felt lazy because I don't need a prompt to guide my thought process. My journal is my out, my artistic outlet to figure out the thoughts that I'm feeling or the emotions that I'm feeling and the thoughts that I have and my outlook on life. And having some sort of guided regiment to that seemed wrong to me, but I understand why for other people it might work. And maybe that's where you begin. And maybe that's how you start with a prompt. Or maybe you follow kind of this, this guideline of 
you're writing to a friend about your day. You're writing to a friend about a problem you have. You're writing to a friend about a confession you want to make. Sometimes that's very liberating. Being able to just write down a confession that you want to make, that you cheated on an exam, that you stole something from the store, anything. It's so liberating to put on paper and to be able to acknowledge that that's something that you did wrong and learn from it and move on from it and be able to write it down and shut the notebook and move away and focus on something else for the rest of the day. It doesn't need to be something that you sit on and it weighs on you. Being able to journal is very freeing. You're able to release a lot of your inner emotions. It's really poetic in a way because everything you write I don't know. Everything that you write is like a form of art. You're writing all of these things. And I used to, I used to write these really sad and cliche poems about love and losing love. And when I was going through one of my first breakups in high school and just going back on that. And I don't know, it's, it's fun because it's not for anybody else but yourself. You're not sharing this with anybody. And so whether you're doing that in your notes app and writing yourself journal entries about your day or about things that you care about, things that you're passionate about, concerns that you have, worries that you have, fears that you have, or you're writing in a journal that has prompts. You're just filling out the prompt for the day and you know what's going to come for the next day because you saw it on the next page or you have a blank slate. You're just writing what you feel at the time. Any of those ways are extremely therapeutic and whatever suits you, suits you. And that's it. That's that's all I have to say about it. I think that writing is extremely therapeutic and I just wanted to share how I journal and how I write because I know that it's something that a lot of people are interested in doing, but aren't necessarily sure where to get started or how to get started. Again, this all goes back to oftentimes we know what we want to do. We just don't know when to do it or how to do it, I'll add. So trying to figure out how to do it is part of figuring out when to do it because you can feel really bogged down by trying to figure out how to do it so that you don't elect a time to do it and you don't put the time aside to learn it. And I think that there doesn't need to be that much pressure put on journaling. There doesn't need to be that much pressure put on diary keeping. A lot of people want to say to begin with daily affirmations. Daily affirmations is a lot. Weekly affirmations is a lot for someone who doesn't write. Start small. Don't set yourself up to fail. I think it is great to have goals. So if you do want to do the daily journaling, go ahead, have at it create that daily goal. But also at the same time, don't set yourself up to fail because if you fail with something as vulnerable as diary keeping or journaling, it's kind of, it kind of hits you hard because it's like, okay, I can't set this time aside to do this. And this is for myself. Um, Or maybe conversely, it's the opposite. Like you can't set the time aside for it because you're constantly putting your time and energy into somebody else. But I do think that journaling is extremely therapeutic. It's extremely beneficial. And trying to figure out the how and trying to figure out the when is all about where to begin. And if you're interested in journaling, I have a few other tips. Buy a journal that you're excited about. Buy a journal that you want to look at every day. Buy a really nice pen. Get a pen that you enjoy writing with. Just get excited about it. Make it something that you look forward to. Make it it something that 
maybe start with something that you're excited about. And I know that it's really, really hard to sit down when you're very happy and write in a journal. So maybe your first journal entry is going to be a sad one. Maybe it's going to be something that you're not proud of in a confession, or maybe it's going to be something about how you need to break up with your boyfriend or weighing the pros and cons about moving to a new city. There's a ton of different options of where to begin, and I'm not going to try and administer the best place to start because just deciding to start and getting that pen to paper is the best place. And hopefully this provides some insight as to other methods for journaling that you don't need a self-help book journal and that you don't need prompts to follow every day. That journaling to a quote-unquote pen pal is good enough and you don't need to have a certain structure to your journal. Your journal is your journal. It's supposed to be kind of a free space for your thoughts and mind. I hope that that provided a little context of journaling. I love journaling. I think it's great. It's been extremely therapeutic throughout my entire life. I'd say probably over 20 years I've been journaling and I've only been alive for 24. So pretty good track record there. And I'm excited to keep doing it. It's it's really fun to look back on a lot of your entries and number one, see how much your life has changed. And number two, read about things that you really thought mattered that you haven't thought twice about since you really wrote it in there. And that is just going back and reading those art, those entries about those forward messages and about how I was analyzing it. And it's funny. It's a good time. I don't think that it's something that you'll regret doing. So I highly recommend it. Well, thanks for listening to The Aspiring Adult and I'll see you next week.